Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Week 15 review episode of the Bears Talk Underground is, of course, brought to you by MyBookie. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at MyBookie. Pick three games to win, and if you hit all three, you can turn $100 into $600 with a big parlay. There's so much to bet on as well. A college football bowl season is well underway. College basketball, the NBA, NFL, the playoffs are coming up there, NHL, custom props, even esports, you name it, my bookie has it. My bookie is the one bet I know you'll be happy with all year. I recommend these guys because I really trust them. My bookie has been in business for years. They've got great online reviews, and their mobile site is so easy to use. Sign up this week, and my bookie will give you a 50% deposit bonus to jumpstart your bankroll. So don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to my bookie right now and use the promo code BEARS25 to get your 50% deposit bonus. That's promo code BEARS25, my bookie. You play, you win, you get paid, and now it's Victory Monday and the sweetest victory of 2018. Listen to this crowd. Trubisky takes the snap, takes a knee. They head to the field. The Bears have won it 24-17 over the Green Bay Packers. And it's been an anguishing absence from the playoffs. Seven years, 11 months, 27 days. They go last to first, and they win the NFC North 2018 division champions. And these loyal fans have been rewarded for their loyalty. And they have a Bears team to be proud of right now. Fun, tight, exciting, stubborn, intense, and Matt Nagy swag. Champions of the NFC North, the playoffs are coming back. When I heard that clip, the first thought I had in my head was, why the hell would I write an intro when I have Jeff Joniak, uh, you know, talking about the final moments of the Bears' victory over the Green Bay Packers, clinching the NFC North division for the first time since 2010 what's going on everybody Larity back for victory Monday the sweetest victory of 2018 over the Green Bay Packers avenging our loss from week one and clinching our first division title in a very very long time that clip courtesy of uh, chicagobears.com and WBBM radio in Chicago uh, the home of the Chicago Bears uh, radio network and um you know, it was just the uh, first of all, that was shared with me by about half a dozen people <laughs> yesterday. That clip was everywhere um, and uh, was uh, really enjoyed uh, watching it. It was actually a much longer clip than the one that I edited down to uh, to use uh, for for the intro uh, of the show. If you want to check it out, it's it's everywhere. So I'm sure you won't have any trouble uh, finding it. But uh, just the enthusiasm and the passion. Joniak is definitely a bear guy uh, for sure. And his excitement was shared by every single Bear fan watching the game yesterday as we took down the Packers in convincing fashion, 
24 to 17 to uh to uh to to go to 10 and 4 on the season our first 10 win season since lovey left town in 2012 our first division title since 2010 our first playoff appearance since 2010 and <laughs> there's something just different about this team than that team in 2010 or any other one in, in recent memory quite frankly there's just something special about what's going on uh in chicago uh these days so i'm very excited about what's happening very proud of this team very proud to have a show like this and uh, having weathered the storm and, and served as everybody's um therapist uh you know during a 3 and 13 2016 season through the last 5 years of John Fox and and Mark Tressman and um you know this move worked that one didn't we played great here we were terrible there the up and down roller coaster that has been the Chicago Bears for the past 5 seasons and here we are season number 6 new coach and Matt Nagy and you heard Joniak say the the Matt Nagy swag. That's definitely something he has brought to the team. It's uh, that, like I said, there is something different uh, about this team uh, than the ones that we have seen uh, in the past. And uh, it's been a pleasure uh, watching them and doing the show this year. Has been a hell of a lot more fun when we have more victory Mondays than uh, non-victory uh, Mondays. So, you know, yesterday was was a lot of fun. Uh, especially in the uh, in the fourth quarter when the Bears kind of pulled away, uh, we had a tense moment there when when Packers were were, were driving down and Eddie Jackson took care of that for us, uh, which we'll talk about a little bit uh, later on. But uh, but overall, it was the Bears putting their stamp uh, on the NFC North, uh, claiming what was theirs, uh, what has been theirs all along. With the way that they've played, nobody in the division is better than us. And so, you know, finally staking claim officially on the NFC North was very poetic yesterday. And poetic that we did it against Green Bay, which has been the class of the division for a very, very long time. Uh, Poetic in the fact that it was Aaron Rodgers for all 60 minutes of that game. You know, no excuses coming from from Packer fans uh, about, you know, well, if Rodgers was healthy or blah, blah, blah. None of that. He was in the game from start to finish, and we had the better team on the field. And, and, and even the, the things that worked for them in the first matchup in the second half when, when Rodgers uh, you know, led, the, the, led the comeback to beat us week one, you know, the, the, the quick, uh, quick slants and the, the short routes and the three-step drops and stuff like that, you didn't really see much of that uh, yesterday uh, because the secondary was outstanding yesterday Rodgers had forever and a day to throw the ball at times because we were only rushing three and dropping eight or rushing four and dropping seven and there were no open spots in the secondary Rodgers is still Rodgers and he made his uh he made his throws and and the the Packers made their share of plays uh yesterday but it wasn't like you know in the past where we've watched Rodgers just absolutely carve us up one play after another and so on and so forth it it just wasn't the same you know, you never really got any any um, any fear that the game was going to get away from us. I mean, there were some tense moments in the third quarter, and you'll hear it in my uh, knee jerk reaction. But overall, it was a um, you know I hate to say typical, but it, it you know typical in the way that this is the way that things have been done uh, this year. The Bears get out in front early. Uh, they're playing from ahead. They're protecting a lead, and and uh, 
uh, and what have you. So there's no real fear. There's no there was no fear about the Bears having to come from behind. Uh, you know, we didn't let Rodgers get ahead of us. So we're trying to, to, to scratch and claw our way back in or, or anything like that. We had a nice lead at halftime. And, um, you know, it was more about, uh, you know, containing Aaron Rodgers, shutting things down uh, for the Packers. And the defense did that. We sacked Rodgers five times yesterday and we were in his face even more uh, than that, which is the other big difference from uh, past matchups, which is that, yeah, we sacked Aaron Rodgers five times, but we only got pressure on him five times. So, you know, we were we were batting a thousand as far as like when we got there, we got him. But. The problem was we were never, ever even close. He had all day to throw the ball and so on and so forth in the past. Yesterday was not the case. He was um, – sometimes he'd get the throw off, but he got he got hit uh, in the process. It was, you know, forcing some throws to go off target uh, and everything. The Bears did a fantastic job uh, against Rodgers yesterday. I could not have been happier uh, with the way it turned out. So, you know, just, just a, a grand for performance from the best team in the division that they've played like the best team – all along and yesterday it became a reality uh you know the the whole will they won't they thing was finally solved the bears clinched the division and we're heading to the playoffs and um you know in the first quarter things uh you know started out and uh, you know the, the, it was um it was it was kind of fun in the beginning it was uh, it was interesting uh watching these teams that uh, you know no one really trying to take a big shot uh, in the first quarter but uh definitely letting each other know that they were there <coughs> Knee-jerk reaction in the first quarter, the Bears and the Packers. And it's uh, it's been fun so far. Uh, both teams coming up short on their very first drives. The Bears and Khalil Mack uh, collecting their first sack on Aaron Rodgers to shut down the first drive. Both offenses come out uh, kind of a very like laid-back approach. Both teams you know, seem to want to rely more on the run uh, as we're beginning, especially Green Bay. But Rodgers was able to move the sticks a couple of times on, on the first possession. Some short slant routes uh, to the receivers. Get a first down here and there. But the Bears shut that down with a sack on third down uh, from Khalil Mack. On the second offensive possession, again, the Bears being a bit more methodical. Uh, heavy on Jordan Howard running the football. Tariq Cohen hasn't touched the ball yet coming out of the backfield as far as uh, running it or anything like that. He has caught a pass out of the backfield. Um, we're able to move the chains, get the ball inside, goal-to-go situation. It, it seems like the, the message to Mitch this week in practice has been, you know, let's take it easy let's slow it down we're gonna get there you know taking 10 yards on you know 50 yards on five plays or 50 yards in one play we still get there one way or the other so let's take the longer route methodically keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers hands and so on we get the ball into a goal-to-go situation handoff to Jordan Howard who runs untouched up the gut for a touchdown to end the second drive seven nothing for the Bears Second possession, also going very well so far for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, moving the football, they had a nice little screenplay just a minute ago, and uh, they're in bear territory, like on the 40-yard line and something like that, and that's where the first quarter ends. So it seems like neither one is going to come out with haymakers to get started. They know that this is going to be a 12-round knockdown, drag-out fight no matter what, and that's how both teams are playing it right now. So with the Bears up 7 nothing, Aaron Rodgers and company seeing if they can answer the Bears second possession with a touchdown of their own 
to go in line with that little boxing analogy that I was playing with there, it, it, when I said they weren't coming out with haymakers, I guess the best way to say it with that in, within that boxing analogy would be that they came out just kind of feeling each other out with the jab. You know, they're, they're coming out with the, with the run. You know, they weren't trying to, to hit anything big right off the bat. And even even in the, in, the, in the mid-range of, like, trying to hit something 10, 15 yards down the field, uh, or anything. When I was talking about Nagy, you know, the the the, the message to Mitch during this week was uh, to basically um, to take it easy. It, it was more in line with uh, with when Mitch went back and watched himself on film against the Rams. He was rushing himself. He was trying to to do too much, and that's where his fundamentals went funky on him, and that's where balls started sailing, and that's where the picks came from, uh, and all the rest of that. So I guess it was a bit more of a you know slow slow down. See what you're, you know, see the, see the receiver, make the throw, you know, but make sure that you're doing it the right way uh, uh, kind of thing. You know, when, whether it takes us five plays to get the 50 yards or we get 50 on one play, we're going to get it no, no matter what. So let's do it. The, the, let's get there the best way as opposed to the, you know, the fastest way. So, I mean, if we can get one play to take us 50 yards, great. But if it takes us five, then we'll do that. If it takes us 10, then we'll do that too. Whatever it is. As long as we're keeping the football, we're moving the ball, we're, we get into a rhythm, we'll be fine. Let's just take what, we're, take what the defense has given us and uh, we'll work on it from there. And it, it just seemed to be that was the approach you know, in the first quarter. It extended into the second. On, on first, uh, in the first quarter with the defense, um, you know, like I said, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. He's going to make his plays. He's going to make his throws. But the Bears were, were intent on, on shutting the door especially on that uh, on that first drive sacking Rodgers uh, on third down. Now third down will become a problem uh, for the Bears defense a little bit later on in the game, especially in the third quarter. Uh, that was a concern for sure in the third quarter that uh, pretty much any third down that Rodgers wanted to convert, he was pretty much able to do so at will. But um, you know, when the uh, when the uh, when the first quarter was uh, commencing and as it goes into the second quarter, uh, you know, they weren't doing more of their damage on first and second down and, and third down really wasn't an issue. Whenever they did get the third down, then the Bears would kind of shut them down uh, and, and whatnot. So but in the first quarter, it w- really was, like I said, you know, to go along with the boxing analogy that uh, they were kind of feeling each other out with the jab, you know, seeing what was there. What, what can I get away with that kind of thing? And uh, nobody really trying to come out and, and, and deliver the knockout blow in the in the early rounds. Uh, to kind of sum up that that silly analogy but uh, as we moved into the second quarter when we go into halftime it was uh, kind of like deja vu nothing as big and flashy as a Khalil Mack pick six uh, to, to, to close things down uh, in the first half I'm not laughing like an idiot at halftime uh, because the you know <laughs> Lambo is booing the Packers off the field or anything like that but a very familiar feeling of the Bears are in control and as we did at the end of the first half in the first game we struck at the very end uh, of the half to to give ourselves a decent lead going into the into the break <laughs> Knee-jerk reaction to the second quarter, the Bears and the Packers. And it's going our way right now. 
the defense is doing a great job at bottling up Aaron Rodgers. Uh, the running game, I don't even think it's cracked 20 yards uh, at this point for the uh, for the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is uh, you know is doing his thing, um, you know keeping the keeping a drive alive and, and things like that, but not doing much damage at all. You know who has come to play today? Mitchell Trubisky, 13 of 18, a buck 61, and a touchdown to Tariq Cohen just before the half. The Bears did an, a, a great sequence of events for the Bears. First of all, a great punt from Pat O'Donnell pins the Packers inside the five. The Packers can't do much of anything with it. They punted back to the Bears, who start inside Green Bay territory. And Mitchell Trubisky on the two-minute drill with about a buck 48 to go drives the Bears down the field. Finds Tariq Cohen out of the backfield, avoiding pressure. He has been doing a fantastic job avoiding pressure in this game. The, the Packer defenders have to be going nuts because they've actually been doing a pretty good job getting to Mitch, but none of them can get a clear shot and actually get their hands on him and bring him down. But he does it one more time, finds Tariq Cohen, who makes an amazing play to get the ball across the pylon to put the Bears up 14-3 to here at the half. The Packers start with the football in the second half, but the Bears have the momentum. They have a big lead. We have the home crowd. And hopefully, in 30 more minutes, we'll have a victory and a division crown. Before we move on, I would like to uh, to have you all, just if you would please, just bow your heads and um, say a silent prayer for the microphone that I've been using for the last several years to record the knee-jerk reactions because it crapped out on me. That's what the issue was. Remember, we didn't have a second quarter knee-jerk reaction last week. Well, when I recorded the third quarter knee-jerk reaction, I recorded another two and a half minutes of silence. So I had to go back and re-record it without a microphone and just use the one that's embedded in the actual uh, mini recorder. Uh, that microphone is currently in the trash right now before, uh, you know, before I, I deliver it to its final resting place uh, probably tomorrow morning because the trash needs to go out. But uh, uh, I don't know if I'll be getting a new mic or if I'll just be sticking with, the, with, the, um, with just the mini recorder uh, itself. I like to use the microphone because the mini recorder picks up a lot more noise than the microphone does. But uh, nonetheless, uh, the third quarter and uh, the third quarter knee-jerk reaction had to be re-recorded, and the fourth quarter one was just, just naked mini recorder, no microphone. So um, just a, a moment of silence for the microphone that uh, has has recorded so many knee-jerk reactions and and so many so many moments uh, over the years um i think i've been doing knee-jerk reactions since 2010 2011 i'm not really sure but uh you know and here we are 2018 and uh in at least eight or nine seasons doing the the knee-jerk reactions and um yeah a brand new mic it was a you know, I got a lot of miles out of that thing. I think I paid like 12 bucks for it at Radio Shack or something like that. I've had that mic for a long time, and uh, it has officially been retired. And uh, like I said, is, is, uh, is going to that studio in the sky now, now that I'm finally done with it. So anyway, in the second quarter, uh, as they did in the first meeting, the Bears kind of uh, asserted themselves uh, as the team that will be in control uh, of the uh, of the matchup you heard me mention that the Packers are having a great deal of trouble running the football the Bears are rather suffocating in the first half uh, defending the uh, defending the run and getting after Rodgers uh, the, the 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 now famous Khalil Mack back sack happened uh, in the uh, second quarter and um, you know but the, what was messed up is they only gave him half a sack 
for that one. They gave the other half to Bilal Nichols, I guess because he didn't use his arms. They only gave him half a sack. But uh, instead of having three sacks on the day, Khalil Mack had two and a half, and the back sack was the half. And uh, so Bilal Nichols getting uh, credit for half a sack yesterday on that particular play. And uh, that was uh, like more of the same. You know, like they did in the, in the first matchup, the Bears dominated the second quarter, and at the end of it, they put a punctuation on it with a, with the touchdown drive. Uh, Trubisky was given the Green Bay Packers fits yesterday. I mean, there was a couple of times where a defender had Mitch dead to rights. He makes a move, the guy runs right past him, and Mitch is either finding somebody downfield or making things happen uh, with his feet. And like I said, at, at halftime, I forget what I said the stats were, but it was like 10 of 18, 13 of 18, something like that. Uh, and, and the two touch and the one touchdown pass, excuse me, he threw the second one in the fourth quarter. But uh, he had the touchdown pass to Tariq Cohen where he eluded a defender, you know, got himself free, found Tariq Cohen, and then Tariq did the rest uh, with his feet there. Mitch was doing that all day. Uh, Rodgers got sacked five times. Mitch was under pressure a bit, but only got sacked once. Uh, yesterday and that was where he where they where the Packers finally collapsed the pocket on him it really didn't have anything to do with you know with when the defenders getting beat and somebody just came down on on Mitch the way that we were doing on on Rodgers yesterday it would just be like oh somebody came free boom Rodgers got no place to go he goes down that kind of thing Uh, it was more like they finally collapsed the pocket on Mitch and he had nowhere to go so um, that's how the, the one sack that happened on Mitch yesterday occurred. And uh, he, he came ready to play. He was being much more efficient. He was being a lot more careful. And, and you could see that, uh, you know, he really was uh, doing, doing the work to, uh, to not get his feet all. You know, he wasn't rushing his throws. He looked much, much better than he did against the Rams. So we can chalk it up to, to nerves. We can chalk it up to rust or, or whatever. But he said everything that he saw was fixable, and he came out on Sunday and he looked like he fixed it because he outdueled Aaron Rodgers uh, yesterday. So Aaron Rodgers won the battle on on yardage, but uh, Mitch was much more efficient. He was a lot better in the pocket yesterday, and he threw two touchdowns and no interceptions. And Aaron Rodgers can't say that. So Mitch definitely won the battle of the quarterbacks yesterday, and his team came away with a victory. So on to the first knee-jerk reaction recorded without a microphone. <laughs> Here's the third quarter knee-jerk reaction where halftime comes through, the third quarter gets started, and all of a sudden we're starting to get deja vu from week one and not in a good way. Knee-jerk reaction to the third quarter, the Bears and the Packers, and uh, just when we thought we were out, they pull us back in. Aaron Rodgers, this guy, unbelievable. But it, it was, it's another moment where the Bears shot themselves in the foot. I mean, it just it, it feels like we're watching week one happen all over again. I don't understand this. Um, the Bears come out, I don't want to say they came out flat, but uh, they, it doesn't really feel like we're putting the gas pedal down like we were in the first and second quarters and trying to be aggressive again. It feels like week one is happening uh, all over again. Uh, the Bears shooting themselves in the foot. Um, instead of just going for it on fourth and two, the Bears uh, bring on the punt team and they fake it. And the Packers see it coming a mile away. They stuff it at the 50-yard line. 
five plays later uh, for a football team that's had trouble running the football. They have a rushing touchdown from their running back, Williams, uh, to bring it. And they go for two, and they get it, and they tie it 14-14. Uh, to 14. They added a Mason Crosby field goal earlier uh, in the quarter, I think, with their first drive, if I'm not mistaken. But the Bears are... are we're suffering on third down. We're playing well on first and second down, and then third down is where we seem to be crumbling against Rodgers, whether it's third and five, third and 12, third and 80. For whatever reason, Rodgers is able to get what he needs and find a guy in the spot that can get the yardage that he needs on that particular drive. It was, we had him third and eight, and he finds Devontae Adams out there, gave him a 50-50 ball, and Adams came down with it over Prince of Mukamura. So in the fourth quarter, here we are, we're tied. The Bears were driving, though, so we might this might be a short-lived thing. We might get our lead back here soon, but we need to be aggressive. We need to stay on top of it. We need to get after Rodgers, and we need to be better on third down. <laughs> sounded weird without the mic, didn't it? it? It sounded weird to me. Anyway, um, but yes, we, we needed to be better on third down because Aaron Rodgers was kind of imposing his will uh, on third down, and you, you, you were kind of worried, you know, is, is this game going to slip away from us? Is Rodgers going to do it to us? Uh, again, you know, they, they come out on the first drive and they get the field goal, so it's 14-6. to six. Okay, no big deal. Uh, the Bears move the ball to, to midfield, and it, it just kind of felt like if, if Nagy is, is making one of those rookie mistakes again and, and trying to be a little too cute where he, in, instead of just going ahead and, and keeping the offense out there and going for it on fourth and two, we go with the fake that apparently the, the Packers saw coming from a mile away and, and stuffed it uh, immediately, now giving them the football at midfield with a little of a stank on it with some momentum uh, and everything, and they convert that into a touchdown. And, and here we were moments ago, we had a two-touchdown or two-score lead against a team that could do nothing against our defense. And before you know it, we're tied up, and this thing is 0-0 zero, zero, uh, again. It was, um, it was kind of uh, heart-wrenching. It's like, oh, geez, man, we are so close. And if you know, it's like, we, this can't happen now, okay? Just don't. You know, Minnesota's winning. They'll only be a game back. And, you know, it's like, no, we, we can't do this now. We have to come back. And we have to, we have to, you know, this is not how this is supposed to go, you know, to hell with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. This is not going to happen again. And apparently the Bears were on the sidelines saying the same thing because when the fourth quarter came around, everything changed. It went back to all of a sudden Aaron Rodgers went from being able to find guys to not being able to find anyone. He's standing back there in the pocket with no one to throw to. I mean, he was back there five, six seconds it felt like he was back there forever because we were only rushing three and four guys dropping everybody else into coverage and there was nowhere for them to go with it I mean you know kudos to the secondary yesterday whether it was uh, you know the, our four or five defensive backs and and of course our linebackers dropping into coverage uh, as well because Rodgers had forever and a day to throw the football but never had anyone to throw it to or at least never had a window that he was comfortable enough to throw it into so even even gunslinger Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to try to fit one in a tight window not against this secondary that generates turnovers like uh you know <laughs> like uh the, the ocean generates fish I don't know it's something I'm, I'm sorry that was terrible but anyway <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It, it just, um, you know, we, we generate the turnovers. Aaron Rodgers fully aware of that. So he wasn't willing to, to make any risky throws 
uh, yesterday. This isn't the old. This this ain't this ain't your dad's Chicago Bears secondary uh, anymore. These these new guys uh, they know how to make a play on a football because you got at least at least two uh you know pro bowl guys back there and eddie jackson and kyle fuller who happen to be i think you know like number one and number two number three or something like that in the top five in interceptions in the league these guys know how to make the break make a break on a ball and adrian amos and prince of mukamura are no strangers to interceptions uh themselves so rogers wasn't willing to risk it and you know he either had to get rid of the ball or he had to take the sack and in the fourth quarter more times than not he was taking a sack so uh, it was a uh, it was an int- it was a fun uh, thing to watch in the um, in the in the fourth quarter. We're getting ahead of myself here, but you know, in the third quarter, it was uh, you know the Bears uh, not being you know it, it, you you heard me say that it, it felt like we weren't being aggressive. Uh, we were trying to get conservative or anything like that. Truth be told, the Bears really didn't have the ball much uh, in the third quarter, and, and what we did wasn't wasn't working. So we don't we don't score on every single drive, but. It just like we weren't making anything happen with our drives, but the Packers made something happen with theirs. And the next thing you know, it's a tie ball game. We're heading into the uh, into the fourth quarter. But as I said, we were driving at the end of the fourth quarter, so the 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 tie ball game would be short lived. And even though there was some drama, uh, thanks to a uh, another possibly ill advised. Uh, I mean, only in hindsight is it ill advised. The the third and one. The third and one uh, play. We'll talk about that here in a minute. But, um, you know, there was some drama in the fourth quarter, uh, but the Bears regained their lead and um, ended a, a, a very impressive streak from Aaron Rodgers in the fourth quarter, but something that uh, may affect our defense going forward. Major reaction to the fourth quarter. And welcome to the playoffs, Bear fans. For only the second time in Bears Talk Underground slash Chicago Bears review history, the Chicago Bears are the NFC North Division champions, and we're going to be doing postseason football games, baby. <laughs> so great. The fourth quarter, the Bears retook control uh, of the football game. The touchdown drive and an amazing toss from, from uh, Mitch Trubisky finding Trey Burton, who's been somewhat of a ghost here in the second half uh, of the season but he and Mitch hooked up for the touchdown to put us up 21 to 14 the Bears also added a field goal later on to make us uh, a 10 point lead and then in a, in a very tense tense uh, time in the football game the Packers are driving uh, it's you know to try to bring themselves within one score and the Bears God bless them end Aaron Rodgers consecutive uh, attempt streak at 402 when a when a a ball off the defender's hands into the waiting arms of Eddie Jackson for the interception kills the drive the Bears take the football back however scary moment that crappy soldier turf uh, soldier field turf gives way under Eddie as he's trying to give himself up he's trying to go down his leg slips out from underneath him he twists his ankle he ends up leaving the football game so Hopefully it's fine. Uh, it, it looks just. I'm hoping it's just an ankle sprain. At worst, maybe a high ankle sprain. Um, uh, maybe he'll be back next week. At the worst, hopefully he'll be back for the playoffs. So, uh, but nonetheless, it's time for celebration. I'm gonna go out and watch a movie. Who wants to come see Spider-Man with me? <laughs> Bears win 24 to 17. We go to 10 and 4, and we claim the NFC North Division title. First things first. I enjoyed Spider-Man. It was a lot of fun. 
I even splurge for the 3D. It is a visually fun. It is a, a lot of fun of a movie to look at. The animation was done uh, really, really well. The story was kind of fun. I'm not much of a comic book guy, so I wasn't really hip to a lot of the things that were going on as far as like the, you know, knowing who some of these characters were uh, and whatnot. But I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, I even splurged for the 3D, which was also cool uh, as well. But um, Eddie Jackson, according to Matt Nagy in the press conferences earlier today on Monday, uh, says that it is a it is a sprain. And uh, even I forgot to mention Aaron Lynch left the game uh, with an elbow injury. Uh, Nagy saying that he doesn't think either of the injuries are season ending. So that's uh, that's good news to hear. He said it'll probably be another 24 hours before we know for sure what's going on with uh, with Eddie, especially. I'm not sure what the status of Aaron Lynch uh, is going to be, but good news to hear that uh, neither injury is uh, neither guy is going to make a trip to the IR or any or so anybody thinks uh, anyway. So, like I said, with the with the Eddie Jackson thing, it was more frustrating than anything. Here he is. He's made this interception, and he doesn't really even get to celebrate it because of that stupid-ass turf in Soldier Field that gave way underneath him as he's trying to as he's trying to give himself up, as, he, as he's trying to go down, and his foot gets caught underneath him, and he rolls it up. It, it just, you know, why don't we have field turf on that field? Honestly, why don't we have field turf? It just – anyway, um, but it ended – uh, what was the most promising drive of Green Bay in the fourth quarter? Um, the the pass was intended for Jimmy Graham. Uh, I think it was Roquan that was on the uh, was on the defense. It goes off the hands of Jimmy Graham into the waiting arms of uh, uh, of Eddie Jackson. I thought it would have been a bit more poetic if it was Kyle Fuller uh, that made the interception. Uh, I, I just had a feeling that Rodgers is going to serve one up for us. And like I said uh, to to Evan when we had him on the show uh, on Thursday, I didn't think it was going to be a what the hell kind of throw was that from Rodgers kind of thing. Uh, I thought it was going to be uh, a moment like it was, whether it's off somebody else's hands or, or something like that. It wasn't going to necessarily be Rodgers' fault that an interception was thrown because you just don't see him do that, even though he's uh, – he hasn't had his full powers this year, so I keep hearing anyway, because he missed some wide-open receivers a couple of times uh, in this game where you're sitting there and you're just like, oh, God, that guy is open, and the ball goes sailing over his head. That happened a couple of times in the game on Sunday, but uh, Rodgers wasn't able to complete those passes like he usually does, and um, you know he, he was off uh, slightly off target with uh, – with Jimmy Graham, and uh, we were the beneficiary of it as uh, Eddie Jackson, uh, you know, takes the interception and, and kills the uh, drive. Now, the drama that happened earlier in the fourth quarter, that promising drive that I was talking about at the end of the third quarter, actually was not the touchdown drive that ended with with Trey Burton. It was, a, you know, another – it was an especially tense moment because it was the fourth quarter, because the game was still tied. The Bears are closing in on the red zone if they weren't already there. And it was third and one. Tariq Cohen, Taquan Mazel, and Jordan Howard are all in the backfield together. Mitch is lined up wide at receiver, so they're they're doing the wildcat. Uh, Tariq Cohen is the one receiving the snap, and he goes to fake the handoff. I, I believe he was it was trying to fake the handoff. Jordan Howard just got a grip on it, and he didn't make the decision to let Jordan keep it. I think he tried to pull it back, but Jordan only had it like like half the nose of the football 
They lose the football. It goes fumbling around. The Packers come up with it. So not only did the Bears lose their opportunity to score, they come away with nothing, but Green Bay has it with good field position, and they have all the momentum. They just got the lead from – they just took the lead away from us or tied up the game, I should say, and here they are. Now they've got this turnover. They can go and take the lead back now. And it was just like, oh, God. Come on, guys. Really, we're doing it to ourselves here. First, the block punt thing or the, the fake punt thing. Now this, you know, it's like two times we try to get cute and both times it backfired on us. And I'm here I am. You know, I'm hearing myself in my head with the whole we got to minimize mistakes. Whoever makes the fewest mistakes in this particular game with Aaron Rodgers, blah, blah, blah. That will be the one that comes on comes in there. Rodgers hadn't thrown his interception yet. We It was the first turnover in the football game at that point. If you go ahead and add the, the fake punt to it, the Bears are up two mistakes to zero as far as that, you know, as that is concerned uh, on Green Bay. It's like, man, this is not this is not looking good. And um, but, you know, the Bears were able to overcome it. And the next drive was the one with the touchdown pass to Trey Burton. We kind of imposed our will there. Um, you know, we started picking Rodgers apart uh, in the back in the backfield there. And, and really the interception from Eddie Jackson was the icing on the cake. So, I mean, they were able to add a field goal later on in, in the final moments, in the final minute of the, uh, in the, in, of the fourth quarter. The, uh, the onside kick was not successful. Allen Robinson recovered that uh, to end the game. And then from there is where the Joniak kip, clip from the start of the show uh, kicks in. You know, knee, uh, Trubisky takes the knee. And the celebration begins. We are the NFC North Division champs of 2018. We are officially heading to the playoffs. And uh, the Rams lost yesterday. So now we're only a game back from the two seed. If we went out, you know, I mean, I know that the, I think the Rams are playing Arizona and San Francisco, the two worst teams in their division uh, to close out the year. So odds are not in our favor. But uh, God help us, if they lose one of those games, I would bet San Francisco probably being the better opportunity uh, of that happening. But, um, you know, just because I'm, I'm not – I mean, I think we're going to beat San Francisco on Sunday, but that game scares me uh, a little. You know, it is um, – Nagy kind of uh, calmed me down a little bit on it earlier today, not so much talking about the 49ers, but saying that, uh, you know, even though we've got our playoff berth uh, set up, and we're more likely to be a three seed, and so on and so forth. There, he will be not. He will not be resting starters uh, in these final two games because he wants the two seed. He's like, right now we're in a position. If we keep winning, we could even be the one seed in the NFC. Wouldn't that be something, man? But um, so we need to keep winning. We, you know, we need to keep winning. Uh, Nagy wants to be twelve and four at the end of this thing. Not uh, he doesn't want to settle for eleven and five or ten and six. He wants to be twelve and four and give this team its best chance to host as many playoff games as possible because he knows he knows they we went seven and one at home this year, guys. For those of you that follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook. You saw the post that I put out yesterday. In three years under John Fox, he won seven games in Soldier Field. He went one and seven his first year. We went three and five in 2016 and 2017. We were 0 and 8 on the road in 2016. We were three and five at home. Our three victories coming at home in 2016. 2017, we go three and five again. The two wins over Pittsburgh and Cleveland, 
and then uh, that uh, our one and only NFC victory last year over the Carolina Panthers, the, the only three wins that we had at home last year. So three, three, and one, that's seven. Seven wins in three years under John Fox, seven wins in one year under Matt Nagy, defending the home turf, you know, and then in in three years under John Fox, the Bears won a total of three division games. John Fox beat each team in the division one time in three years. And <laughs> he went 0-6 in the division last year. You know, he beat Green Bay, his one and only division win in 2015, that Thanksgiving night game. In 2016, we beat Detroit and Minnesota, both at home. And then last year, we go 0-6. So three division wins in three years under John Fox. Four division wins with one division game left to play under Nagy in year one. There you go. The, the, and then the, the, the tag on it was the times they are changing 2018 champs. And so, uh, you know, Nagy has done everything that John Fox could not do uh, in three years. Nagy has done it in one. So, you know, if, if we play enough games, I wonder if Nagy can win as many games as Fox did in one season. So, I mean, he won, what, six in year one, three in year two, so that's nine, and then he won five. So four, he only has to win four more games. I mean, if, if we win these next two and then, you know, God forbid we run the table, Nagy will have won 14 or 15 games in his first season. <laughs> I mean, just how crazy would that be for Nagy to basically erase the time that John Fox was here? So that would just be insane. Um but um, anyway, <laughs> the Bears have uh, they've done it, man. We are the NFC North Division champions. And as you heard me mention at the beginning of the clip, only the second time in show history, whether it was the Chicago Bears review or the Bears talk underground. This is only the second time since I started the show in 2007 that a the Bears have won the division and then B have made the playoffs. I mean, we've never even been a wild card team in the whole time that I've been uh, doing this show. So. We're going to have shows that go deep into January as opposed to season ends in the last weekend in December. I give it a week or two and do a year in review show, and then I'll see you guys in March when free agency kicks around. We're going to be around for a bit. I have a feeling that uh, we're going to be busy in, th in the month of uh, January uh, for sure. And, and a, a lot of people are coming around to the idea, especially with the Rams losing again last night, and uh, they think the Saints and the, the Panthers are going at it right now. And, um, you know, so we're kind of rooting for the Panthers uh, at the moment to see if they can't. Because uh, if, if they both lose this weekend and the Bears won, there were only a game behind both of them. We only need one of them to lose one more game and we're in there kind of thing. So because I think our, 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 uh, our uh, conference record is as good, if not better, than the one the Saints have right now. Both of their losses for the Saints came against NFC teams. So we we actually have the same NFC or, or excuse me conference record as the um, as the Saints do right now. The Bears were 2 and 2 against the AFC uh East, so that means we were 8 and 2 against the uh the NFC as a whole right now. So I mean, it's uh, we're 10 and 4. So we're 8 and 2 against the NFC uh this year. We were 1 and 11 last year under John Fox. So <laughs> Man, things have changed. Has, does it feel like it was just a year ago that we were suffering through this? And it, it feels like it was a lifetime ago. And here it was, not even 12 months ago, where like 
Well, John Fox is just uh, playing out the string, and if I had a gun, I would shoot Dole Loggins so we wouldn't have to deal with that anymore and and so on and so forth. We were looking forward to having a, a good chance to win a game against the Browns a year ago at this time. The 0-14 Cleveland Browns are coming into Chicago uh, on Christmas Eve Sunday, and, uh, you know, obviously the Bears are the favorites, but you're a little nervous because they haven't won a game all year and they're not going to go 0-16, are they? Well, this would be the perfect opportunity. We're the perfect team for them to do it to and so on and so forth. So that's the conversation we were having a year ago at this time. Here we are 365 days later. We won a division. We're going to the playoffs and we are a legit, a legit threat to anyone that we play in the in the upcoming uh, postseason so there you have it the bears win 24 to 17 over the green bay packers and claim the nfc north division crown um and uh yeah it felt it feels good it feels real good and there's something just different about what's going on with this team it, it um you know like i said it's it's something special and it, it doesn't feel like any other year uh, before where we're, we're praying we get a certain matchup, we want to do this, that, or, or, or the other. We just know. We, we know as fans this team can play with anybody and we're going to be able to make some, some serious, serious noise when the playoffs uh, come around. So anyway, that is going to do it for the Week 15 review. What do you say we go ahead and close this bad boy out with everybody's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down. The promo code is BEARS25. If you go to my bookie, it is, and get a 50% deposit bonus uh, to get your bankroll started. And, uh, you know, good weekend. We got plenty of bowl games going on. Actually, you don't even have to wait for the weekend. I'm sure there's, I mean, there's only 648 bowl games, so you're bound to be able to to hit one eventually. There's going to be one on television somewhere between now and New Year's Eve before they start finally uh, winding down uh, there. I think the finger in my ass bowl is on Thursday. And then you have the uh, there's something in your eye bowl or, you know, the the um, the the burning bush bowl or something. I don't know. There's there, there's enough of them. Please me. It's, it's kind of crazy. Um, and I don't think I'm too far off with some of those names, uh, by the way. But go to my bookie, enter the promo code bears 25 and get your 50 percent deposit bonus. And uh, so here we go. Bear up and bear down. And uh, I think it would be a shorter segment if I said who didn't get a bear up uh, this week. I honestly was racking my brain and, and couldn't think of anybody to put on the bear down list. That's not a joke. Um, and it's not. And, and honestly, it's not like euphoria over the victory uh, or anything like that. There just wasn't anybody who stood out in my mind as to like, you know what? You had a bad day today. It just, there really wasn't anybody who did, you know, it just didn't happen. Uh, This, I mean, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky, obviously he gets a bear up 20 of uh, 20 of 28, 235 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, was only sacked once, uh, did a hell of a job moving around in the pocket, creating opportunities with his feet, finding receivers downfield and uh, definite bounce back from his performance against the Rams where he was lucky enough to have the world's greatest defense 
uh, on that night uh, to kind of um, erase the mistakes that he was uh, making in that ball game. And he outdueled Aaron Rodgers straight up. I mean, he beat him. So can't take that away from him. He had a much better day than Rodgers. Rodgers had 274 yards passing, but he had no touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked five times, and he had 17 incompletions, whereas Mitch only had eight. So, yeah, that, that goes down as being outdueled by Mitch Trubisky. That is what that is. And, and some Packer fans might take that as an insult or a slap in the face. We Bear fans saying – it's about goddamn time. So there you go. A quarterback on a, wearing a bear uniform that outplayed Aaron Rodgers. And there we have it. We all live to see it, folks. Congratulations. Uh, bear up Jordan Howard. Uh, 19 carries, 60 yards. So just a shade over three yards, but had that nice touchdown run. Well, had some good-looking runs uh, yesterday. Was happy to see him uh, with uh, producing. Uh, bear up Tariq Cohen. Uh, didn't get many yards on the ground, but... Uh, you know, 4.2 yards a carry, five carries, 21 yards. Uh, had the catch out of the backfield for the touchdown that gave us that big lead before the half. Uh, and a hell of a play uh, he made there. Not to mention he had the punt return that set up the uh, the field goal. And, uh, you know, with Devin Hester uh, at the game, they showed him on the big jumbotron there. Devin Hester at the game, Tariq Cohen showing flashes of the Windy City Flyer and, and having a hell of a punt return that got the Bears deep into uh, Green Bay territory. Not a lot of work required there. We, were already, we already had three points in the can, and uh, that's all we came away with, but it gave us a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and the way with our defense was playing, a two-score lead would be insurmountable uh, at that point, and it was. So to keep it going on, Trey Burton, Glad to see you back, bro. Four catches, 36 yards, and the touchdown in the fourth quarter that gave us the lead for good. Uh, bear up to Eddie Jackson, another interception, and you know probably probably a lot more going on in coverage than we would be able to see as uh, as fans in the in the home viewing uh, audience. But uh, I'm sure, actually, bear up to the entire secondary. You know, Prince of Mukamura got burned on that one play to uh, Devonte Adams that set up their touchdown. Uh, there in the uh, in the third quarter but that was a 50 50 ball and he just came out on the wrong side of it but for the most part the secondary I mean like you heard me say it a thousand times already in the episode so many times Aaron Rodgers had five six seven seconds to throw the ball and just had nowhere to go with it just he didn't feel comfortable with any window that he was given an opportunity to throw into in this football game and, and you know was was content on sitting back there waiting for someone to get open and it just never happened on so many plays it just never happened so an outstanding job so bear up to the entire secondary Kyle Fuller Prince of Mukamura, Eddie Jackson Adrian Amos and Sherrick McManus another outstanding performance out of Sherrick McManus made an outstanding play in the third quarter that very well saved a very well could have saved a touchdown he was uh guarding uh Randall Cobb on on one particular play Rodgers makes a throw to the end zone and if McManus doesn't get a finger on it that thing probably goes in for a touchdown and we're behind uh Green Bay so it was uh, a heck of a play that that Sheriff McManus uh play uh made in that one putting a lot of people's minds at ease about what we're not what we're missing with Bryce Callahan on injured reserve with that broken foot so an outstanding job from the secondary and um very very happy about what was going on there obviously we got to give a bear up to Khalil Mack two and a half sacks you know you're a bad dude when you can sack a quarterback with just your lower back which is exactly what he did uh yesterday 
But bear up, Leonard Floyd, two sacks yesterday, doubling his total for the season, but two very big sacks yesterday. And uh, according to, to Nagy, he's like, Leonard Floyd was everywhere uh, yesterday. He did play, making a lot of tackles against the run uh, yesterday. Uh, Leonard Floyd was getting it done, and it's it's good to see. You know, Floyd, I guess, is feeling uh, what's going on with the defense. Maybe, it, 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 you know, his, his hand being 100% healthy or something like that, maybe that has something to do with it. But his, uh, his play has uh, de- definitely seen an uptick uh, in the last uh, few weeks. Two big sacks yesterday, including the one uh, that basically sealed the game for us. He uh, ends up running down Rodgers, who was another, taking another 12 seconds to trying to find a receiver uh, down there when they were trying to uh, – t- it led to their field goal. But, um, you know, it was uh, not enough. And uh, Leonard Floyd sacking Aaron Rodgers on the last offensive play uh, for Green Bay uh, yesterday. Uh, Bear up Josh Bellamy. Two big plays Josh Bellamy made yesterday. The first one being the um, – he downed a punt inside the five-yard line yesterday. Was able to get him – he's a gunner on special teams, got all the way down and basically caught – the punt like he was the punt returner that uh pinned the uh pinned the Packers deep and I believe that was the drive that set up the Tariq Cohen uh punt return uh in the, the uh in the second quarter or something like that uh but he set up a big play and then on the touchdown drive the one that Tariq Cohen finished off made an amazing made an amazing catch I mean I, how he got his how he got both hands up there to make that catch uh, I'll never know, but no, an outstanding uh, job from Bellamy. Uh, bear up to Pat O'Donnell. That uh, that punt that that Bellamy caught inside the five was not the only one that uh, he pinned the uh, the Packers deep with yesterday. The Bears were winning field position all over the place yesterday, uh, thanks to Pat O'Donnell. Uh, bear up to Matt Nagy. <laughs> you know, didn't make the best call with the uh, the fake punt and that that third and one Wildcat garbage, but. Uh, Nonetheless, man, how can you how can you argue against a guy that that won uh, more more games as a first year coach, or tied for the most uh, games won as a first year coach with George freaking Hallis? You know, only the founder of the NFL, the owner of the team, a guy that won you know seven eight championships as head coach of the uh, of the Chicago Bears, and uh, yeah, kind of an important figure in franchise history. Now Matt Nagy, his name goes right next to Papa Bear, and he's got a few chances to break that record. So he could be above Papa Bear in the record book by the end of the season, which is just a bananas uh, statement. But uh, bear up to Matt Nagy. And then uh, finally, bear up to Charles Leno. And I know that all all the collective jaws of the Bears Talk Underground listeners just hit the ground because Larry D is showing Charles Leno some love, and that is absolutely right. I am. Um, Number one, only one sack allowed yesterday, and it wasn't Charles Leno's fault. I think he only had one false start penalty, which is a a season low uh, for Charles. He does like the false start penalties. But um, not only did he contribute to a fantastic performance uh, from our offense, or at least one good enough to get us a victory yesterday, my man also got down on one knee and engaged to his and got and proposed to his lady at the 50-yard line after uh, you know before celebrating the NFC North Division victory. He proposed to his lady and of course she said yes. There's a clip of it on uh, ChicagoBears.com. So bear up to Charles Leno. He's going to be jumping the broom at some point 
And uh, she said yes, so congrats to him. Big day for Charles yesterday. Won a division. This is a guy that's been on the team since 2014, so he had to suffer Tressman and Fox before getting here to win a division with Matt Nagin. He's going to his first postseason along with a lot of guys uh, as well. So bear up to uh, to that, to, to, to Charles Leno Jr. Got himself engaged yesterday. And for, for being here, man, you, you know, you got to give credit to a guy that has uh, been con- consistently been there. He's 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 I don't know how many games in a row he started now, and uh, whether I'm not a, whether or not I'm a huge fan of his, the guy's always there, and Mitch is staying clean. So what do you, what can you say? I'm gonna have to maybe change my tune on on Charles Leno uh, eventually. Why not start now? Congratulations, Charles, on your uh, on your impending uh, nuptials. So there you do it. There you do it. There you have it. That is going to do it for the week 15 review of the bears talk underground our beloved chicago bears their 10th win of the season 10 and 4 clinching the nfc north division with two games left to play and uh very excited to see what the future holds very very excited because i think that big things are ahead for this team this division championship is just the beginning i believe that wholeheartedly and and i'll talk more about this uh, on Thursday but you know when you look at some of the changes that have been made this season with Nagy the personnel that was added around him there's also a common theme with all of those guys I'll talk about that on Thursday and speaking of Thursday that's when we're going to have our friend Oscar Aparicio from the Better Rivals podcast for the San Francisco 49ers going to have him on Thursday night to help preview this game you know is it a trap game you know, the, the Bears have won the division. They're definitely into the playoffs. They're headed to the postseason. Matt Nagy says, I'm not resting starters. We're trying to get ourselves a bye, maybe even try to get our hands on the one seed if things work out for us. Is this a trap game with us looking at possibly looking past the 49ers to the San, to the Minnesota Vikings? Because we might be playing to keep the Vikings out of the playoffs because right now, the best chance the Vikings have of making the playoffs is as the sixth seed, which means that if we stay at three, we could end up playing the Vikings on back-to-back weeks in Minnesota week 17 to finish out the year in Chicago in the wild card round a week later. So maybe we're going to be playing on, on, uh, on that final Sunday to keep Minnesota out of it so we can play somebody else like the Redskins or something uh, in the wild card round. So if we're, going to be in the wild card round that is so we'll have to wait and see but oscar's going to talk to us about the 49ers what a crazy year it's been for them losing jimmy garoppolo early on in the season they're they're up and downs with the quarterback situation the, they've suffered a lot of injuries and everything like that kyle shanahan in year two uh, of him uh, you know trying to get that team going lots to talk about with him we'll uh, sum it all up on thursday so come back then as we preview week 16 of this season starting winding things down and getting gearing up for the postseason and that's just not talk folks we're gonna be doing postseason shows i can hardly wait so anyway come on back thursday and we have oscar aparicio from the better rivals podcast to help us preview the game between the 49ers and until then my name is larry d and this has been bears talk underground This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. 
<sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.